welcome everybody to chapter 26 of Legion's Cast. Chapter 26 of Legion's Cast. This is the quintessential chapter. Because we are no longer just a Mythic Legion's podcast. We are in the era of Cosmic Legion's as well. We've just stepped over a line. We've crossed into another hemisphere. It's a bigger world. It's two worlds. It's it's not only do we have Mythos, we got Cosmopolitan. I think. Cosmosorium. Because I don't know. I'll get somebody on here to help me with this. Jeremy Gerard is here. Jeremy, what the heck is it? It's Cosmerium. That's what it is. I knew it was something cool. Totally you were close, cool. close. Yeah. You were close. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're uh, blessed this week because not only is it just me and Mr. Gerard, it is my shirtless friend, Travis Bowles. He's here to join us and talking about legions. What's going on, Trav? Uh, it's great to be back. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it's been a while. It's been a while, buddy. You've been so busy, you still got your shirt off. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I wanted to take more off, but uh, I didn't know if Jeremy was ready for that. <laughs> so, I just think that this is really cool. I feel, um, I, I, I feel like it's been a long road. I feel that, you know, I like to go around saying that, you know, before there was mythic conversations and before there was, um, uh, you know, um. One Six Shooter Show. What the heck? I can't think of it right now. Mythic Mondays. Mythic Mondays. Before there was Mythic Mondays. I like to say Legion's Cast was first. But before even Legion's Cast, I like to think that My Wife is Gonna Kill Me is the first Mythic Legion's podcast. All them days ago when me and Travis were just, we were the only two guys that were collecting them out of a whole slew of friends. And we were pushing that plastic every week and praising the word of Treadway. What do you think, Travis? Well, I, that's what brought Jeremy to us, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, that's how we we became friends. I, I would say that, uh, you know, if it wasn't for my wife is going to kill me, you know, who knows if this beautiful union ever would have happened. Yeah, you guys, you reached out to me and you said, hey, guys, uh, hey, Jeremy, I, we'd like for you to come on and talk about yourself. And I was like, hell yeah, I love talking about myself. I'll do that. So I came on and I met you guys and I said, there's some really, really quality human beings. I want to spend some more time with them. And, and here we are. Was that where you got the taste of being on a mic and you were like, you were like, oh my God, I got to do this now every chance I get. Dude, I think that Mythic Conversations was already going on at that point. I just, last night, so we're recording this on Thursday, so last night was an episode. That was episode 61. And I renumbered them when I started going directly on YouTube. And I think I had done, I don't know, like 20-something of them on. You were I on, did. You were on my, my Wife is Gonna Kill Me way before that because I didn't even know what you looked like when we were talking to you. Like, I swear. Yeah. I swear I've been doing this. I, you know what? I, I have such a horrible sense of time. Maybe I was on first. Maybe... Maybe you guys are what really gave me a taste. You know what? No, you're right. Because I did My Wife Is Gonna Kill Me first, 
And then I did that breaking the mold podcast and I did them really, really close to each other, but you guys were first. And I remember that experience of the two of them gave me a taste for wanting to do more. So Steven, I'm usually the one that corrects you, but tonight, this is obviously a, a milestone episode. You have corrected me. He really just, he just really wants you to recognize that he helped make you who you are in his eyes. I I am, I am your prodigy, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember the, uh, our first real interaction besides uh, obviously liking your stuff and, and you know, you, you were doing customs very early of this stuff, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember, I think the first thing that actually happened, I think you sent us figures. No, that was after. It was after the interview. It wasn't, wasn't, was it? That, it wasn't that long after the interview, okay. but it was after the interview. Because yeah. I enjoyed, I, that was the point, because I hadn't listened to the show before that. So I started listening. So honestly, I started listening before Your, the show. Before what? Before the interview, because I wanted to know oh, what I was you. getting myself into. I heard the Corn Boy episode, um, but then I started listening to a couple other episodes just to get a sense for what the show was like. And, you know, at first, like many people, I was like, wow, this is this is a toy podcast? Whoa. <laughs> but then it's, it's like a sitcom when you start watching. You've got to understand the characters. You've got to understand the storylines. Once I kind of got into the know and I understood what the jokes were about and I kind of felt like I was, you know, in the know, that's when I really did start to enjoy it. And because I enjoyed the show as much as I did, I wanted to do something nice. So that's why I put together that that kind of gift box to send you guys. Um, also, still some of the best figures uh, in our collection, I imagine. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh, I still have that sticker I sent you, the the Welcome to Maine sticker uh, with, the, with the state of Rhode Island. I mean, I have one of those on my travel case, and I, I honestly laugh every time I see it. <laughs> I laugh every time I see it, too. I have one that you sent me that I haven't. I, you know, I've stuck some, like, the back of my trailer, my toy trailer, has got stickers all over it. Um, but And that's one of them on there. So every time I go to open my toy trailer at a show, there it yeah. is. Um, but I got one that you sent me that's still just sitting on my dresser. And I'm one of those guys that stuff will pile up on my dresser. And then one day I just, you know, yeah. that sticker stays, though. Oh, there we go. It makes me smile every time I freaking see it. Two reasons. One, uh, I love you. Uh, two, I'm like, you really are that dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, too, because that has become a mythic community or a legions community joke like whenever i'm on anything like any show it doesn't matter how serious or silly it is if someone asks me where i'm from and i play it straight and i say rhode island someone in the comments will say is that in maine you know and it's usually it's always like you know billy beige or or you know Derek or somebody who's you know a member of the show family who's tuning in and as soon as i say rhode island they, they whip out that joke two things we did for jeremy we coined you or travis actually travis is kind of responsible for both of them he coined the the idea that you are from maine and that you do lbcs 
Absolutely. <laughs> that was the best. Uh. And, it, and it's so funny because some people will take LBC as a – and I understand if you're an artist how that can be <laughs> kind of mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I totally get that. But to me, it's not, you know. So <laughs> I, I often I think sometimes my jokes, what I think are just kind of funny, um, they probably end up being very hurtful. <laughs> it, it never bothers me. I, I could see how people would think you're insulting me. Um, but knowing our friendship, I, I know that it's just good-natured ribbing. Honestly, when you call me LBC, I think – I think about how merciless you guys are to each other on the show, and I'm thankful that that's about as as brutal as it gets when it comes to me. It's it's <laughs> one of those things where it's funny because he's so far from an LBC. Yeah, it's, you know, it's exactly. Like, it's like you know, my family makes fun of my mom being a drunk, and the only reason that's funny is because she wouldn't, she doesn't drink. You know what I mean? Right. Anyways. But let's move on. Where we've been having a fun time. I love talking like this. We could do it for hours. However, we got to talk about some Cosmic Legions. Absolutely. Jeremy, you were involved with the big reveal. You were there front and center. Then you were yapping about it last night on Mythic Conversations, which oh. I started to watch today, and I turned it off because I, I don't want to listen to it before we talked. I got okay. as far as you guys talking about color palettes and orange and blue, and I'm like, this is gonna, this is going to influence me on things I say tonight, and I don't want to hear what these people say, so I shut the dang thing down. I'm sure it's a good okay. show though, but I'll watch it after we, after we talk. Steven. Yes. Tell the truth. What's the truth? Your mad, your face was not on that screen. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, hey. I mean, seriously. I mean, I thought we were bros. Yeah, what's Nikki got on you? What's Dennis got on you? What's Joe got on you? I can tell you what Joe don't got on you. Good Wi-Fi, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do I got to do, Jeremy? got to get some piercings like Nikki, or what's going on? No, I, yeah, I mean, I really set myself up there. It's like anyone that I didn't invite to be part of that project, oh. I now have to answer to and why they weren't why they weren't included. Um. I mean, the honest truth was, you know, I like we... those guys better. <laughs> I don't think I've, I don't think I've earned enough legions cred yet. I mean, well, being the first, why do you think I had to give my credentials at the beginning of the show? I'm like, uh, we were the first, we kind of made LBC, we kind of did it, we put all this into play before anybody was out there, and I still we don't. We, we introduced Jeremy to the horsemen. We, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> And I still don't have enough Legion's cred to be involved in a, in a project like this. <laughs> the honest truth was there were a few things. Number one, it was a really short window. You know, we had to pump these out really, really quickly. Right. Um, and that, you know, Stephen, that you do an thread we use probably takes a long time to get a hold of me too. Yeah, we no, only, we talk daily. It wasn't so hard to get a hold of. You know what? I'm not going to defend myself. <laughs> I do more than you, okay? I'm going to defend myself. I made the choice. Live with it. No, you live with it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I can't wait to watch that show. It's going to be it's going to be fun. Um, 
Yeah, so what we got we got to break this down. I haven't really talked to Travis a whole lot about this and uh I I know that we're all pretty happy, but I will tell you I'll start with one thing. I'll say this that the Cosmic Legion's reveals have changed my toy collecting life. <laughs> Big statement. <laughs> And I will say, I'm aware of this change he's talking about, and I will agree, they drastically have changed his life. Okay, well, Stephen, explain. I am in the process right now of taking all my hot toys down, packing them in boxes, and listing them on eBay. Wow. I got about four Detolf cases filled with hot toys, and I need space. I need space for the Space Legion. <laughs> Wow. I need space for space. <laughs> so, you, so you're going big. I mean, that's, oof. There's going to be some some investment in now in four cases full of hot toys. Yeah, I think I have, I think I counted them. I think I have like 32. Wow. Wow. Now, Jeremy, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Has there ever been a better time to sell your toys? Um, I don't know. I mean, you're more the vendor. You're the better one to answer that, what the market is doing right now. It is absolutely disgusting what people are paying for toys. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm not saying that that's, hey, everybody go sell all your toys because you're going to get the most profit for it. But what I am saying is if you are sitting here with this, because I'm, I'm going through the same thing. Um, and you even talked about it recently. Yeah. yeah, we're we're going to minimize our Marvel Legends shelves, yep. which is still to me an amazing toy line. I agree. Right? Yep. But I need the space. Like I have to have the space. I, I love the Marvel Legends I have, but I'm not actively buying them anymore. In the minute you stop actively buying things I feel start to become expendable. You know, you look at them and you're like, well, they're not bringing me continuous joy. I'm not adding to this. So when you need that space, it becomes a situation. It's like, Hey, something's got to go. And I look around and I only have so much that I can get rid of to, to, to make space. That's what's going to happen. You know, I've got some stuff like I've got one one top of a detolf case of like some cool Final Fantasy figures. Never played the game, but they look cool. But you know what? I'm not going to sell those because opening up that one shelf isn't going to give me much of anything. But my Marvel Legends display is a giant, giant area that's going to give me a lot of space to play with. So that becomes tempting. If you know it. For people, we've seen the post, people trying to sell their G.I. Joe classified or trade them. Mm -hmm. Um, We've also obviously experienced, uh, you know, people getting rid of what I would call cheaper lines. Marvel Legends, for example. You're talking about people trying to trade these for Legions, right? Yeah, either trade them for Legions Mm -hmm. or, um, I'm sorry, did I say Legends or something? You didn't say anything. I just wanted to be clear. Either trying to trade them or they're just trying to offload them. So they can afford new legions. And Cosmic, of course, is the order that's up right now. But we're talking about Curtis Ackerman ditching Mondo. We're talking about Steve ditching what 
quite possibly could be the pinnacle of toy collecting yeah. and hot toys. That's yeah. why I got the coin the name Big Money Bashadis because I was a hot toys collector. Yeah. You know, that's where it came from. And uh, and I'm, I'm I I look at them and I, I still think they're great. As I pack them up, I'm like, I'm going, oh my god, this is great, you know. And 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 I'm like, but you know what? I want to have a good spot for my legions. I want them under lights. I want them in glass, and I want I want to show them up. And it's not even just it's not even just the the legions. It's um it's still four horsemen stuff though. But but I'm pretty deep into the super seven stuff. So you're looking yep. at. Four horsemen sculpted turtles, four horsemen sculpted He-Man figures, classics that I they're not even making right now actively, but there's still some I love and I really just want them mm-hmm. displayed, you know. Um the, the Conan stuff, still four horsemen. G.I. Joe is coming. Not four horsemen, but still the same you know, Super Seven. Mm-hmm. Um yep. you know, there's just there's just a Oh, Thundercats. There's all this stuff and then on top of it all the legions. It's it's just crazy, you know. I'm so, uh, you guys, you you mentioned before, and um, Travis did. I think the last time we we uh, were on the the Skype, I think the flag is coming down behind me. I think you're gonna see Snake Mountains there. Uh, oh yeah, I love that, Steve. You know, um, so yeah, it is. It seriously has changed my whole approach, and it's been really fun. And they're not even here yet because. <laughs> But, you know, what you're saying, Stephen, is something that so many collectors have said. I mean, look, the average collector doesn't have the income of a big money Bishotti. So they, you know, you're having to make these decisions now. You know, regular people have had to make these decisions much earlier in their collecting life. Um, The reality is you hear the amount of people that say, I'm all legions now. Like I'm getting rid of these other lines. I'm not. I'm not doing classified. I'm not doing black series. I'm. I'm just doing legions because the quality is, is just stunning. The value is there, and the community is there. I, I enjoy the line and being around these like-minded collectors. Um, so it's not unusual to see fans doing that. What you're going through, moving some of these things to make room for legions or legions adjacent collection. I, I, I think a lot of people are going to do that. And then now, especially that we're getting cosmic in people who, you know, you can get your fantasy and your sci-fi fix from the same kind of dealer. I think that's, that's huge. Yeah. So I think that speaks to how much I love the line. Travis, I want to give you a chance to speak. What did you think when you saw the reveal show? Um, I honestly, I had a, an idea of how cool this line was going to be. Um, it really blew my mind how actually different it still ended up being than what I expected. Um, I mean, I, I still kind of was expecting some space Marines and, um, I'm not bashing that they're not there. Um, and obviously there's a lot more to come, of course. And we know that if you want to make a space Marine, it's pretty easy to make a space Marine, you know, um, even for someone as unartistic as I am, <laughs> uh, it, it is 
a line that kind of really shocked me at how out there it was. But I am a huge, like, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I watched that movie, the prison scenes with the aliens, you know, all the, the crew. I love all that stuff. Um, I've always enjoyed sci-fi. I would say sci-fi is one of my favorite um, genres. So when I saw this stuff and how cool it was, and then also just the, the dynamic aspect of, like, there was still stuff that I looked at and go, oh, yeah, those pieces right there, easy with Mythics. Easy. Um, and, of course, vice versa. You know, like, I, if you want the Space Marine, pop a head off and put them, you know, put Otho's head. And not saying that it's that simple, but you can do some stuff like that easily. But it is that um, simple. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the genius part, too, of the horsemen. You know, I, I, I watch, you know, I watch you guys talk about it and I still don't grasp it because, like I said, it's hard for me to envision things. I, like, I need, a lot of times I need the head to be painted. Like, I just need that. I, I, I don't have that, that part of my brain for some reason doesn't work. And, which, I mean, a lot of parts of my brain just don't work. But um, I need that. Like, I, I, so when you're describing this whole system with the guns and how easy it is for them to plug into places and, like, I, I still was, and then watching your show from last night where you kind of talked a little bit more about it, um, but you you know, you also said, hey, this is still prototypes, things, you know, there there could be changes down the road. But seeing how you're talking about these pistols being plugged in right into the back. And so you literally are going to have this freaking soldier with these pistols and that you can, you can I, it just to me, like I think about that kind of stuff. And and I don't know why I'm still surprised by the horsemen because they're just they're good at this. You know, they're really good at this. And and I told Steve I was just at a show where there was a lot of spawn being sold. Like, uh, Jeremy, I felt like I had kind of gone back in time a little bit. Vintage spawn or, like, new line? Vintage. Wow. Yeah, there was, like, people that was, like, they were, like, Elkhart, Indiana. Like, these people were, like, hey, what do we got in our closet? Oh, I mean, our sister, but we also got all these, uh, we got all these spawn figures. Okay, and they bring them out, and they are like, and I, you know, which was awesome. But as I was walking through, like Scott Wilds, I, I, he grabbed the cornboy figure. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, you know, but the, it was the figure that was kind of, you know, he grabs that piece of crap, and I'm like, <laughs> wait, 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 did you say he grabbed the cornboy figure, and you don't know the name of it? I can't remember the name. Of, is it actually cornboy? What do they yes! call that figure? Oh, okay, cornboy. great. I knew the name. Tricked you. So then. <laughs> So we like we're walking around and I'm looking at all these pieces and I, you know, I was a huge spawn guy. You know, we've talked about this before. I mean, the three of us all bought spawn figures, but you know, some of that stuff too, there was some neat, just really neat stuff they did with the, the armor and the weapons and the, that at the time I thought was just really amazing, you know? And so then I'm sitting here thinking about, yeah, these guys, I mean, 20 plus years, I mean, they know what they're doing. I'm excited. I haven't got a chance to talk to anybody about this, so I'm. Well, I've been holding it. I, in. I think the, the I think you know I, I. I would think, and I, I can almost guess that, D 
these are the type of guys that they're going to print their parts and they're going to play with their prototypes and they're going to sit there and I would expect that they're guys that'll sit there and kind of play with them. And and that's and you come up with a lot of ideas when you're doing that sort of thing, you know? You're sitting here as, oh, well, would it be cool if I could put the gun on his back? Well, how are we going to do that? We'll put these pegs in. You know, I don't see a lot of other Hasbro, or, you know, taking the time to do that. I don't think that, in other words, I guess they're not as, I don't think, I don't think you can find bigger toy fans than the Four Horsemen themselves. Is what I'm trying to say, I guess. And I also think that's part of the reason why we have fallen so in love with the line is because we're really not paying that much more than a Marvel legend to get all of this extra ability, you know, and, and, and I think that's part of the reason why it's just so easy to go. Yeah. All in, no problem. That's, it's the right thing to do Two two all ins, one for yourself. And then one to trade down the road, Ah, three all ins. Ah, what the heck? They come in a case of 24? Let's get 24. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the creativity from the studio is is unbelievable. And and you are right, Stephen. They're, they're toy fans, you know, and, and they, they've long said that, that they, they're making the type of stuff they want. Um, but I got to tell you, being on the inside, they also ask they also ask people's opinions and they listen to fans. You know, they take all of that in. And, you know, that's one of the things that's, I think, really, really amazing is the decision makers, the creative minds at the studio. They have their finger on the pulse of what's going on. And they've aligned themselves with other people that know as well and will, you know, share their opinions. But again, they ask. Like, they will literally say, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And they take all of that in, combined with just their love of toys and their, you know, unbridled creativity to create these things. You know, I'll, I'll give you an example of that, uh, of them listening to their fans. I sent Cornboy a, uh, a, t a message one day, and I said, you know, what I'd, what I'd really think would be cool is um, if you gave us a Pete McCarthy tribute figure. And he never answered me. He never he never even said he was going to do it. I never heard a thing. And then lo and behold, I'm sitting there watching the reveals for Cosmic Legions, and he pulls out Slog. And I'm like, son of a bitch, you did it. It's Pete McCarthy. They did it. I mean, you don't have to say anything. You don't have to tell anybody. You just look at that figure, and you go, Pete McCarthy. Right? As soon as that figure dropped... <clears throat> I was right there with you, Steve. I'm like, it's Pete. Bless his soul. It's Pete. <laughs> oh, totally. He's a favorite. A lot of people really liking Slog. So. How could you not? Well, it must be because people like Pete so much. <laughs> bless, bless his soul. So, with, <laughs> with, with that said, let's, let's talk about Slog a little bit. Oh. I obviously watching it, you know, that the size. So it looked, it looked, um, if I remember right. So we're talking kind of ogre-ish, but thicker, right? Yeah. It's about, it's a little bit shorter than an ogre, but it's much wider. When, when they were talking about it prior to the reveal, they referred to him in the studio as a meatball, you know, <laughs> because he is very squat and round. 
So, yeah. you know, he's got a lot more mass, I guess, than an ogre would, but he doesn't have as much height. Now, you know, what they said on the reveal special is they still haven't figured out all of the answers to some of the questions here, how these are going to be produced. Um, but as of right now, they were thinking he might be rotomolded like the trolls are. Mm. But because, as Treadaway was saying, the way that it's actually sculpted, it might not make sense to rotomold it. So that might be a full PVC figure, which would just make him an absolute hunk of plastic. He's going to be heavy. Yeah. I'm excited. He's, he's, he's absolutely amazing. And the, and the best thing about him is uh, all that sculpting and all that tooling isn't going to be for just one figure. You, yeah, you, you, you just, you know, there's going to be variations and different, different characters in that same size and scale or species of, 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 of being. And I, I just, I love it. And I can't wait to see what else comes out. Well, I know he's the hardest one. When, Cause when you look at every figure in this line, there's 11 figures, every one of them, you can see, I mean, some of them, the parts are already reused through other figures in the line. There are pieces that are already from mythic that are in this line. There are pieces, everyone's looking at that Thigar reptilian type pieces saying like, oh yeah, we're going to see that in mythic. We're going to see like a, you know, a, a reptilian or a dragon character or something. So people are already seeing the, the mix and match possibilities within the line. Slog is such a distinctive character that you look at that suit and you look at those pieces and I mean, when I saw him, I was like, wow, how are they going to maximize that tooling? Like, how are they going to release other versions of this? Um, but they'll find a way. They absolutely will. You know, I, I think, too, he's a great example of something the three of us have all expressed numerous times. But it's one of our favorite parts of the line is that size variation. Yeah. You know, Goblin, Dwarf. You know, 1.0, 2.0, ogre, troll, and now you're like, oh, guess what? Another one. I mean, and, and we haven't even talked like, you know, your, your centaurs and your, you know, that. I mean, the horses. It, it, the fact that they do that for us and it, it allows your shelf to just kind of look almost like magical, like what you would expect a battle yep. scene to look like. You know, I. It makes your I, eye dance around. It makes your yeah. eye dance around and hit different points and high points and low points and it just it's like a picture a picture is best when it's interesting that there's stuff you know mm-hmm. to focus on and, and and that's exactly what they give us the ability to do with our own displays and that's one of the things i think is a super strength of cosmic legions you know this first wave Valkatar book one mythic legions right out of the gate you know you had the 1.0 body style so the only real size variation we had were the dwarves. And it took a while to get the females and to get the trolls and the ogres. Now we're at an incredible amount of diversity. But you look at this wave right out of the gate and the diversity of sizes, the diversity of styles, the colors that are being used, even just wave one, when you put this on your shelf, it's going to do what you just said, Stephen. You're going to have that that eye movement. That there's going to be a bunch of different, you know, sizes and colors and textures to look at. That's going to make it visually incredibly interesting. So excited! It's um, funny. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a funny little story. 
we did the reveal special at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Um, you know, they, the horsemen were obviously traveling to California for PowerCon um, that day. So they got into the studio, you know, into the, the hotel. They had to find their boxes, all their stuff. Um, I got on the phone with Eric Treadaway at about 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. So an hour and a half before showtime. And he had just gotten into his hotel room, just gotten the box of prototypes, and he was starting to try to put things together. And at that point, I showed him the graphic that I had put together for the homepage of the website that we would launch this graphic after the special was done. And it's the, the photo that's there now that's got the full lineup side by side. And the look on Eric's face, because even though he's been working on this, Eric has never seen the full lineup together. He never had. Because yeah. the process, you know... It gets sculpted and then printed and then painted and put together. And then it had to get shipped off to Trevor for photography. And you're working on this. There's so much happening in the buildup to that reveal special that Eric had actually not had time to sit back and look at them all together to see what the wave really looked like. So that he said to me was the first time he had actually seen them like that. And you talk about, you know, <laughs> I still get delighted about this stuff. Eric, who is the driving force behind these sculptures, seeing his face when he saw that, that same that same level of delight. Stephen, your point about them being toy fans, no, no stronger proof of that than what I saw on the camera in that moment. Amazing. Jelly. <laughs> Jelly, <laughs> I get I get private time with Eric. Oh yeah, and you get to impress him. Yeah, you get to, What's you get like? to use you get to use that big brain to impress him. I met him in Are person you... once, and I could see he was just disappointed. He didn't even know me. <laughs> he looked at me, and he's like, "This fat guy comes up with sandals on. He looks like he just rolled out of bed. He's got great hair, but he's got bags under his eyes, and he just, you know, he he's a nice guy, so he covered it up well. But I could tell he was disappointed." <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that's 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 got to be cool to and, and then and then you know uh to launch it on to everybody cool. else and get everybody's reactions which which yeah uh there are some some people that are whining about little stuff but i think for the most part i think for the most part this is this is this is a hit this is most people are very excited about this um Stephen, I do have something I want to point out with that, because um, I agree with you. I think that, by and large, the reaction to this has been incredibly positive. Um, clearly, there are some people that I wouldn't even say are complaining, because I, I surprisingly haven't heard a lot of complaints. I've heard people questioning certain things and, you know, saying kind of, what their expectations were and how this may not have met those expectations. So I wanted to talk about that for just a moment, because I really do feel that the only negatives at all that I've seen are people saying, I expected it to be X and that's not what we got. And, you know, Travis just said that about like space Marines. Um, that is probably the most surprising part is out of the gate. There are no humans in this line. And that's really surprising. Now, personally, I love that. And I was thinking about this. So you think about science fiction, right? So much science fiction falls into one of two categories. 
either aliens come to Earth and humans have to defend ourselves. Uh, War of the Worlds, Day the Earth Stood Still, Independence Day, etc. Humans are the heroes. The other flavor is humans go to space and they encounter aliens and they have to save the day. That's aliens, uh, you know, lost in space, you know, all those type of shows. The only popular Star Trek, the only popular science fiction I can think of that doesn't follow that formula is like Star Wars. And Star Wars basically just took Earth out of the equation and said, okay, all the heroes are humans. I mean, the only hero characters in Star Wars that aren't human are Chewbacca, who's a sidekick, and Yoda, who plays the role of wise old mentor. Everybody else is a human. So you look at a line like this, and it breaks that it breaks that mold. And it says, no, we're going to create a totally alien world. Cosmerium is not Earth. Earth is not in this equation. This is a totally different type of universe. We don't have to have characters like humans that you are familiar with. Um, I, and I, I love that because I feel like we've gotten Space Marine so many times. And Travis, to your point, if you take that Tusk Sentry and you pop any Mythic Legion's head on it or any third-party head that's a human head, you can actually make those Space Marines. But I personally like the fact that this stands on its own as a totally unique type of science fiction. I do, I do too, and 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 I, I, that's why a lot of people, um, I've seen a lot of people really loving the figure, uh, the and I can't think of her name. It's it's the blue girl, Ziri. Ziri, and yeah, I, I like that figure. I, I I'm excited to get it. it, and you know I'm not going to say a bad word about it, but it was the the least exciting to me, and I think it's because it's a humanoid. It's a humanoid. It's um. She's blue. We've got blue humanoids in Mythic Legions. Um, you know, and as a spirit bender, and you know, there's just, there's, there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's a few of, of that examples of that. And, and when I saw it, I was like, yeah, I like it. And she's beautiful. God, she's beautiful. Have you seen any people showing the side by sides of her and, um, uh, the snake girl? What's, uh, yep. Sherp, Serpentshire. Sure. Yeah. And, and there's, 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 no, Serpentshire, isn't that her name? Sure. Her name is, it's Hera Serpentspire. That's what I said, Serpentspire. And, and you know you know what Zeri's last name is? What? Spire. See? People are saying. Her, her nickname, every, you know, like her name that everyone refers to as is Zeri, but her real figure name is Zerian Spire. And people are comparing her to Hera serpent spire is it just a coincidence that they look similar and have similar last names i think it has to do too i found that little tidbit on source horsemen i love it when you do this i found this little tidbit where you talked about their ancestor uh um kathy turpentine and i was like i love this i love how we're creating this little lineage Jeremy's always putting that stuff on there. Good stuff. He likes to put a little sneaky thing in there. He does. <laughs> well, you, you want a little, a little inside information? 
Um, you don't have to make everything a teaser. If you just make a few things a teaser every now and again, people think everything's a teaser and everything's a conspiracy, and it's tons of fun. <laughs> I I love that the horseman still gave you the option. If you want your space marines, boom, yeah. you can make it happen. Absolutely. You, Yep, you take an old man Hawkeye head, you put it on that thing, boom. <laughs> that's your go-to. That's everybody's go-to. Grab that old man Hawkeye yeah. head. I still old haven't done talks. it. I got one on a Mondo He-Man. <laughs> it looks great. It works. <laughs> it's Merman, actually. I got. I took. Mer- it's not even He-Man. It's Merman. I got Hawkeye's head on that. Hair blown. Well, that one. Yeah. Blowing in like the ocean breeze. Yeah. What? What's when he? Uh, give us an example, because Steve, I know how you love to play with your toys. You actually will make them talk to each yeah. other as you're posing them and doing yeah, the things. Yeah. So, what is what is old man Hawk Mer, Hawkeye? Uh, where what's his where did I put my bow and arrow? Something like that. That's how I do. That's how I do it. Like old, old man merman doing a Donald Duck impression. <laughs> so, so I'm curious. I asked my guests last night on Mythic Conversations what their favorites were. Stephen, you just said that Zeri, as much as you like her, was the one you found the least uh, visually interesting. What were your two or three just like stand out. Oh my jaw drop. I got to have this one now moments. Um, slog. Yep. Um, and I, 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 I'm not going to know names until I get these in hand. And even, even then I don't know them real well. Um, but, uh, I love the, um, one of the bug guys, but I don't know which one he is. He's the one that's kind of got the brass, brass colored in the. Yep. That's the so the the bug characters the race are called um, Sphexian. So the the one that's more brass that doesn't have the mask on and yeah. has the full body head. That's the Sphexian block commander. Love him, love him. He's awesome. And uh, those, those figures, Stephen. I'll just say when people get those in hand, those are going to be the oh my god moments. Like those figures. As wonderful as Trevor's photography is, I think when you get those and you see all of the different articulation points with those extra arms and, you know, the, the silhouette it makes with the hunchback and everything, <laughs> the wings, those are going to be figures that people are just going to be like, this is next level. Yeah. And that's that's me. I could tell you right right now, they're not in my top. They're not. They're probably not in my top five. But I know, like, I, I, I'm looking at them now going, I know when I get that, that's going to be one of my, my, it'll probably be one of my favorite toys ever made. Yep. And, but it, it's weird because I do need that, like, I, I got to get it in my hand, you know, so I can experience that articulation and, the uh, you know, the fun part of it. Travis, I can picture you opening Legions and, like, opening a toy and saying, oh, that's what he does. Oh, How did you know that? And literally saying, this is my favorite toy I've ever opened. This is amazing. Yeah. And then putting it down and opening the next one and going, oh, yeah. this is my favorite toy I've ever opened. And just doing it like 11 times in a row. I, I've witnessed this. And, and by witnessing it means I'm actually there. So when I'm there, he actually just hands it to me and says, put it on my shelf for me. Then he opens <laughs> up another one. 
I'm not lying. I am. I, I will say I am surprised that Steve picked that in, in his you know top two though. Um, really? So you said sexy and his slog. Okay. Yep, so and, and I got one more. Okay. Make it three. Uh, and this is gonna surprise everybody. I like the machine gun chick. <laughs> that is that is surprising, Steve. Shocking. She's 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 alien. I love the color scheme. I love the gun. I'm I'm a fan. I'm surprised because she kind of reminds me a little bit of an alien version of Gina Carino from The Mandalorian. Well, yeah, I would agree. But this makes sense because Gina Carano is a human and she does things that a human woman could never do. But this is an alien. She can be as strong. It's all imaginary. She can be strong. She can lug that gun around. It's just like orcs. Orcs can be stronger than a human man. It makes sense. But when you put a giant hammer in, um, let's see, uh, what's, uh, Juno the Crusher's hand, it looks weird because I'm like, ah, chick can't pick up that big hammer. You see, when, that's what's so fun about Cosmic. You're not dealing with human constraints. You can throw logic out the window. These characters can do anything. It just it, you, you, can, you can rationalize it all away. Um, so, Jeremy? Yeah. Was uh, Gina Carino's um, character in Star Wars, uh, was she an alien? No. Well, technically, to since Earth. Everyone, everyone's an alien in Star Wars. Could her physiology be different no, than I, ours? I believe it could. I believe it could. I would also like to argue with Steven that Juno could lift that hammer because Steven, I think you are forgetting about one, one key part of the realm of mythos magic. Yeah. yeah. What if she's wearing like a bracer that's like plus 10 strength, not in the bio, <laughs> not canon. <laughs> You can't put everything in the bio. And and you and you, Steven, can use that little imagination to create whatever you want. Look, I gave her a little <laughs> knife in my shelf and it looks great. It looks fantastic. I I'm sure it does, but I'm just saying <laughs> that those bracers she's wearing could be magic and they could give her an unprecedented amount of strength. They are possibly bracers of troll strength so mm-hmm. maybe that's how she does it i Open one of one of my Steven. favorite characters jeremy did you ever make it did you ever meet athergate did you read far enough in in the story of dritz to no, meet athergate no. no i did not okay um he wears uh, a bracer and it is of of its giant strength so here's this dwarf that literally is grabbing orcs and crushing their skulls. And, and it's this fun element to the story. Right. You know, so I that's something I, like, I love that part of this stuff. That and sounds really if cool. If Steve could read, he would too. Well, look, I can't even, I can't even remember to breathe. I have to, I have, to have a machine that keeps me alive at night. So it's called a CPAP. So how am I supposed to remember this stuff? Or how am I supposed to figure out how to read? I will literally kill myself if the power goes out. So. <laughs> wow. This is getting dark. 
let's, let's bring it back into the light here, Travis. Um, <laughs> I like it dark. <laughs> what was your top three? Uh, my top three. Um, I'm, I'm going to, this is one that surprised me that wasn't in Steve's cause we, we kind of did talk. Uh, it, I'll tell you, toys are kind of ruining some of my relationships because, like, Steve will call me and go, dude, what are you? And I'm like, oh, no, we got to save that for the podcast. We can't, no, we can't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, this is this is what it's like now. It's like, uh, so how's the weather up north 10 minutes away from me? <laughs> like, it's raining. I'm like, yeah, it's raining here, too. I'll just talk to you at the podcast. See you later. <laughs> Um, so I, uh, the first, the first teaser we got, I, I, I really loved Kragnar. Yeah. Um, and, and Steve and I talked about how he, he literally could, you could actually take him and put him right on your mythic Legion shelf. Mm -hmm. And, and and don't get me wrong. I know some of the armor is got, but he, it's like an easy one to me. Yeah. Um, super easy. And I love, like, it's part of the reason why I said I'd love the bugs. Like I love the whole forearms. And, you know, I, I love that kind of stuff, creating these alien-like creatures. Um, that's super fun to me. And the color is awesome. It's like he's Brannis' little brother. You know, it's just cool. Um, I really struggle in between um, which version of Olek uh, I like better. Yeah, I do too. And I... I... I think I'm going to go with the spaced up version. That's fine. And and I get that. The the, the hard part for me is that like scaled body. Um, it, it really like gives me like these really, I love Grisha. Like that whole, like the whole story behind that character and the little hints and things like, I love that. So then the thought that you can take that figure and, you know, create this race you know and and when i say you can i mean jeremy can of course but um you can create this race that all of a sudden could just slide right into mythics and to me that is beautifully done and and it's and just another example and i know we're just big brown nosers brown nosers i totally get it but this to me is why the the horsemen are amazing like they know they know what to do, like one to keep fans happy, but also like just continue that little bug, like that itch to get guys like you two like wanting to create more and, and change things up, and and then they get to look at even some of that stuff and go, oh, that's really cool, and you know, I mean, it it's so fun to me. So I'm siding towards the chest, um, the bare chested one, because um, be honest, I don't like wearing shirts either. But um, I'm not going to put Slog in this because it's not fair. Um, to me, Slog is a number one. Well, it's it's uh, hard for us. I mean, because we both, you know, we're very we good friends Pete. with Pete. Yeah. And it's like, you know, how do we not pick our friend? Yep. Totally agree. Now, this one is going to be the one that you two are going to be like, oh, my gosh, are you serious? Um, I'll be honest. I really love the Sentry, um, the... the T-U-5-C-C. Tusk. What? Tusk. Yeah. A five does not equal an S. It's pronounced tusk. I really like the tusk. Um, Sentry or science officer, to be honest. 
Um, I even though I know that they are not, you know, they're not going to be as painted up. They're yeah. like these basic, you know. It, I loved that look. Can like, you imagine I, the cool stuff we could do with those though, custom wise? Oh, yeah, yeah. camouflage. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking, you know, with all these different you know, types of troopers that you could make. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and you even think of like the clone, the clone troopers. You know, I and I just we've talked about that. I, you know, I just finished Clone Wars. You know, within the last year, and it gave me this new appreciation of the clones that I never understood why people love the clones so much. And now I'm like, oh yeah, because they're one of the coolest characters ever created. Okay, and so I see these figures, and while I know these aren't made to be Star Wars or anything like that, but they definitely give me that vibe of I, I always loved stormtroopers. You know, I, I loved those nameless soldiers that you could have twenty of. You know, just standing there looking cool, and and so like I know it's it it seems like a very like really out of that star studded lineup you're gonna pick these plain, I I just love them. Sounds like a cool cool future episode of Mythic Conversations where Jeremy could invite like really good customizers like Nikki, maybe Zombie, maybe Drew, definitely not me, and see um. See exactly like you know like they could all like do different versions of these guys and see which ones are cool and what ones aren't. I would love to watch that from home. Stephen, who who's the first who's the first guest I ever had on Mythic Conversations? You. <laughs> yeah. Not only how many times have you been on there, Stephen? Oh couple i guess but but you know let me ask you this guys Hmm. not to derail this um have you started um doing what i'm doing uh i'm just gonna hold this up to the 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 screen yeah you've you've got a gun oh not a real gun a toy gun and i don't even know what line it's from yep what's your starter but I'm like, um, yeah, that'll probably work with that'll probably work with because <laughs> I'm sure that they're not going to give us any guns. You better find some, just like you did with Mythic Legions. You, <laughs> you're sick. I got a problem, Travis. I'm with you because I started doing that over a year ago, where. I would break up fodder and, you know, previously if I had anything that was techno focused, that that wasn't mythic, I'd be like, Oh, I don't need this. And I would put it in a box. And once I had a, uh, a USPS flat rate box full of parts, I would throw it up on eBay. Cause I just be like, bang, this is the price I could factor in shipping since I knew it was a flat rate since about over a year ago. I started looking at those pieces and I'm like, Oh, this looks like it could be for cosmic. I'm going to put that aside. So I've already got a bin of just random stuff that I'm going to start using for, for cosmic and Travis to go back to the favorites. I wouldn't pick the Tusk as my favorites, but I totally agree with everything you said. I think those two figures are wonderful legion builder bodies they're gonna have so much versatility and one of the things i mentioned on my show last night 
they're still figuring out what the tooling's going to look like, but if it stays consistent with what it is today, that torso piece, the neck collar and the back piece that almost looks like it has kind of like rockets, those are all separate pieces. Like they all totally come apart. So you're going to have a ton of versatility. And Eric even showed that on, you know, the, the fully armored Thigar figure um, where he kind of like took the bubble off and then he took the collar off. So he, he showed a bunch of different looks and it really does transform the way those parts look by adding or removing those pieces that, that part right there is going to be incredibly versatile when it comes to not only customizing like Steven, like, you know, we do, but even just people like that want to do simple kit bash pop and swaps, just popping a head on that figure, totally going to allow you to create some cool stuff. Yeah. And that, that's uh, the other side of it. Like <clears throat> I, I need, I need simple stuff like that. The other piece that is, I know people don't, a lot of people don't like to talk about it, but the fact that figure is going to cost $25. Yeah. I, that's, it's ridiculous to me. Yeah. Because I know what the quality is going to be, and I know what the options are going to be as far as changing that to make it, you know, all these other things. And so, like, I look at still at these price, I, for one, I, I think there, there might actually be something wrong with the horseman. Um, because they really should be charging more for their toys. With that said, I'm going to ask you two, because I know, I know that you guys look at this differently than I. When someone says, ah, it's not for me, I'm going to pass. What's the thought that goes in your mind? Call me in a year and a half and I'll sell them to you for triple the price. <laughs> okay, maybe we're on the same page, buddy. <laughs> I'm like, good. <laughs> <laughs> it's it when no. people do that is the only time i feel smart <laughs> when i read people saying ah not for me not for me i'm like you are dumb not because it's not for you I, you know that, that it's just it's like if the if, if history is going to repeat itself yes and, and and we all know it, it, what, what's coming, and there's a lot of people who know what's coming, and that is um, people pass, um, we get them in hand a year from now or whenever, and um, we're posting pictures of it, and then that person runs into a Travis at a convention, and they see these things in hand, they see these things in person, and they're like, oh shoot, I gotta get that, I gotta get that, um... Oh, what's this really big guy called? The slog. Where, what about him? Oh, he's $400 now? I mean, that's, you know, that's what's going to happen. It's not anything the horsemen intend. It doesn't, you know, they don't they don't really ever capitalize off of this. This is just secondary market stuff. Yeah. But but you should have what I call faith in Treadaway. You know, basically. Hashtag faith in Treadaway. Somebody starts to start that shit. You know, because, because, yeah, because you are going to, you know, you, how many figures have I said of mythic legions? Yeah. I'm not really into that. And then saw it and had to get it because you, you've experienced this. I have, Yeah, I've experienced it and no more. Now I see (laughs) figures and I'm like, Nope, 
I, I don't know if that one's the coolest one, but I'm getting it. Yeah. Because if for some crazy reason I get it and I don't like it, somebody else is going to love it and they're going to need it. And a year down the road when it's sold out on Big Bad Toy Store, that's when, you know, that's when that, that price is going to, and then I can trade it for something I really want. But that hasn't even ever happened. That's never happened. I've never gotten rid of something I didn't have a double of. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. So. I will say this. And I've said before that, you know, this is, this is an important moment. We haven't been at this place in six years since Mythic Legions got unveiled and you had a shot at the ground floor of that line. You're at, that's the point we're at right now. You have a shot at the ground floor of Cosmic Legions. That all being said, I don't want to paint a picture that's not accurate. Cosmic Legions 1 is not going to be like Mythic Legions 1. The community back then was so much smaller. The studio back then was so much smaller. Smaller numbers were ordered up front, which means smaller numbers were ordered after the fact to do in-stock sales and so forth. This is going to be produced in much larger numbers. But that being the case, it's a bigger community. There's more people. So both things. Yes, there's more being produced. Yes, more people are going to buy them. But now there's a lot more people that want them as well. And, you know, one of the things that this line is doing is I'm hearing a lot of people that are saying, oh, I skipped Mythics either because I'm not a big fantasy person or because it's such a deep line and I know I'm going to want them all and I don't want to pull that string. Because I know that the minute I do, it's done. I'm going to have to have them all. Now with Cosmic, those people that passed on Mythic, knowing the quality of the Horseman's work, have a chance to say, okay, I can get in right from the beginning. I do agree that there are going to be people down the road who are going to have missed out for one reason or another. These are going to go up in price. I just don't know if we're ever going to see like the $400 Othos. I mean, Othos were 600 at one point. So I don't know if we'll see that, but every single line, they order more, they sell out and the prices go up. So be aware of that. What I would tell people is even if you're not sure about the line, you're not sure about science fiction, but you like mythic, you like four horsemen studios by three. Okay. You know, come up with, hundred-ish dollars by three of these figures. Worst thing that happens is you get them in hand, you will be able to flip them easily for what you paid. Because remember, the minute the pre-order's done and then retailer orders open up, the prices all go up, which means this is the lowest you will ever get these figures for. But give yourself a shot. Pick three, and pick three different ones. Like, don't buy you know, the two Legion builders and the two specs, because you're basically getting two figures at that point, two different figures. Buy a couple different figures, get some different sizes, and give yourself a chance to really see what it's all about. That's great advice. I still think that we will see hundreds of dollars on these figures eventually, because I, what Jeremy said made very a lot of sense. There is a bigger fan base, and, you know, there than all of that, but I still think that this line can exponentially grow in the fandom. I should say of this line can exponentially grow. I still think it's relatively small. 
and mm -hmm. and and so therefore you know all we need to do is have less uh product than there is of a demand and the prices will shoot and i don't think we're at that point yet where we're, we're close to saturation, especially tapping into a new space market that's i guess that's my question for you two which market do you think is bigger fantasy like swords and sandals or um space sci-fi which 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 group do you think actually is bigger in the toy collecting world? Space. And only because if you say name some like popular space toy lines, mm. obviously you're going to go Star Wars, Star Trek, you know, right there you've got behemoths I and mean, Star Wars behemoth. Say the same thing for fantasy and where do you go? Mythic legions. I mean, without Mythic Legions, you'd probably say Toy Biz Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and that that's it, really. I mean, obviously, you can go back to the Dungeons & Dragons stuff, but that, I mean, that's, ugh. that was, But that's a short-lived line. Yeah. You know, that line was, you know, not not an expansive line. Like, I mean, Star Wars, you're, you'd be hard-pressed to find a line that has had more longevity than Star Wars and all these different, you know, versions over the years. Um, you know, and even you even have lines like G.I. Joe. OK, G.I. Joe has branched out and they've gone to space. You know, they haven't gone back in time to fight with swords and shields. Right. And sandals, yeah. You know, so to me, specifically from the toy buying perspective, I think that space is a bigger group. I can see people walking by a booth at a toy show and seeing one of these on a peg and say, Oh wow. What the heck is that? That would totally fit in with my X collection, star Wars, star Trek, you know, whatever. Space Over, Overwatch, yeah, whatever, exactly. yeah, any of these video games. Yeah, yep. exactly. Oh yeah. This, that's a great point. This, I mean, these do have very much a, I mean, Eric even said it. He even talked about it as being like video game levels where he said, you know, Slog is not the most evil character in the universe, but he's a he's a level one baddie. You know, he's the yeah. boss. So he was even putting it kind of in that video game perspective. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you say all the time, Travis, that people come to your booth and see mythics there and say, what the heck is this? Um, I think that this line on the peg is going to have even more visual pop. Oh, yeah. Mm. Right. Steve, I know you feel the same way. I mean, you would say that, you know, Star Wars and science fiction and. I, I, yeah, I, I think it's definitely bigger. I don't know if it's. um. Oh, what do I want to say? Like. OK, so you're really. You're really not going to put these figures with Star Wars figures. If you're a Star Wars fan, you've got your Star Wars world. You've got your Star Wars canon. And that's that. And the Star Trek is going to be the same way, you know. I mean, I would think, you know, you, you can, you're not going to put your Spock dealing with these guys or, or whatever, you know what I mean? I think that um, even though that space, there's more level, there's more, it's more easy to get creative because like as Jeremy's talked about before with, uh, with Mythic Legions when you're dealing with uh, medieval or sword and sorcery stuff, you know, like he's talked about how, like, uh, Tolkien kind of set the rules with Lord of the Rings. Okay? So you can get crazier with space, but imagine-wise, imagination-wise, 
mythic stuff, the sword and sorcery, D&D is built on imagination and building your own stories. Okay? So therefore, you know, it has, it actually has almost, that in that aspect, I think it almost has more loosey-goosey leeway, leeway than trying to make space stuff fit in. I would see these figures fitting in with like Halo or stuff like that, you know, design-wise, you know. And um, the video back to the video game stuff. So it's really a hard one to really call, you know. Is space bigger? Yeah. Is space going to accept these? The way that the 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 D and D fans accepted mythics, I don't know. I agree with that, Stephen. The only thing I will say is, I agree that you're not going to buy these and put them with your Star Wars figures. But when Mythic came out, people didn't have fantasy figures on their shelves. They had this is something brand new. So, I guess the question is, if people already have science fiction on their shelves and they're already collecting that genre, are they going to see this and not say, oh, I can fudge this into my Star Wars, but they can say, wow, this is going to be another aspect to complement my collection. You know, I've got my, you know, my Halo shelf. I've got my Star Wars shelves. I've got my Star Trek. Now I've got this whole new line over here. And visually, these are all different corners of different universes or whatever. I don't know. I mean, that that remains to be seen. I, I do think space is bigger. I do think this is going to open up for a few reasons uh, the door to some new collectors that aren't already on the mythic bandwagon. Don't you, don't you think, too, sometimes when we think about this stuff, we look at it through our lens, which is we're guys that buy the whole wave mm-hmm. plus – um, we're completists in the line. Uh, you two are creating your own characters, you know, out of your custom work in the line. Um, some people just buy one or two figures. Mm-hmm. And those figures to me, I, like, I just, like, it's always weird to me when someone comes into my booth, I introduce them to Mythic Legions, I go through this, this, this feel, I, I talk to them about, hey, go ahead and look them up on eBay, you know, and they look and go, it's selling for $120. You have it for 90 And I'm like, yeah, I'm a great guy. Give me your money, you know. Um, but I, I, when they walk away with one or two, I'm always like, what is wrong with that person? Didn't you just hear me? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Hey, were you listening? Yeah. But I. We have to, I, I have to remember that's my lens and collecting all of them plus, yeah, that works for me because we, we're in a place financially where we can afford it or room-wise we can afford it or, you know, and that's that's or not everybody. Or they're just I look smarter with their money. Like, yeah, like, like I said, like Jeremy said, they, those figures on a shelf, uh, you know, or in my booth on, hanging on the wall, they are going to pop. And someone is going to walk in and see Slog or see, uh, um, the, you know, the Tusk figures, they're, they're going to go, I have to have that. And it, I think, you know, and I, that's, I've told you guys before, like, yeah, we have the website for My Wife is Going to Kill Me. My prices on there are high. Yeah, I don't want to sell them on the website. That's not what I want to do. I want to sell them in person to someone. Like, I enjoy that part of it. Do I need to have them on a website? Yeah, I, I need to probably do that because I could use a little bit of extra money once in a while. But 
having these at a show, being able to watch someone kind of discover that toy line, it's a pretty fun experience. Yes. And I know you two both really enjoy that part. I mean, Jeremy, I don't even know how your wife stays with you. She must not like you or so, or, or you're just that amazing because I'm like, wait a minute. He, okay. He, he did this live show. He did his own show. He did, he's doing this show. Do they even talk to each other? <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, my. Is that why you're in a different. Oh, my God. Did she kick you out? No, she didn't. <laughs> no, no, this, is just, this is just where I record. She's actually um, she's volunteering at the uh, the cat shelter tonight. Oh, she's one of those good people. She likes to take these strays in and yeah, she, she's she's helping stray animals. And I'm talking to you, too. <laughs> So we're both making a difference. Did she? Are you like a project for her? Like, oh, look at this little, look at this little furry guy. I'm gonna take care of him. Thank God you're furry again, by the way. Yeah, it's looking good. I, I will tell you, Travis. I my prediction, Kragnar, that that Sphexian commander, and that Tusk Sentry, those are gonna fly. That that Tusk Sentry is just that perfect kind of blank slate space marine type character, robot type character. Like what is it? Is is it a you know, is it an android? Is you know what? You don't know. Yeah. I think people are gonna love that. I think that Kragnar with the four arms and the orange and blue colors, those are ones that people are gonna be like, I don't know what this is, but I love it. I'm buying it. And I'm, yeah. I I have to say this too. I'm really liking the story that was created with you know that he that that, that Eric tra- uh, shared when uh, when he was when he was doing it, and it just you know here we've got this space, we've got a prison, we've got these lower lower ranks with or lower uh, uh, levels that are basically kind of like a gladiator ring. Yep. I mean that, that's that's yep. just fun. I mean that, that tickles my mind. That makes my imagination just go soar right there. I don't mean sore like Aaron, like like uh, like Jeremy says it when he sees something. I mean sore like a bird, but just just because I know that we've got some New Jersey fans and people from Maine listening, I just wanted to be clear. Yeah, I agree. And you know, one of the things that I think is super cool that we haven't touched on is if you look at the Cosmic Legions page on SourceHorseman.com, they've essentially revealed two affiliations so far so affiliations is the cosmic legions equivalent of factions in mythic legions so there are three that are listed but only two of them have really been kind of fleshed out um that just proves that there is so much more to this story and you know the little bit that we revealed at the you know reveal special last week more of that story is going to start coming out over the coming weeks as we release more articles on different characters. You're going to start to learn more. But, you know, I agree with you, Stephen. I love the fact that this is more narrative driven that, you know, already we've been introduced to this this location, Valkatar, this prison that, you know, not only has you know, inmates there and stuff, but there's, you know, some production going on there of, you know, weapons and pharmaceuticals and spaceship parts. So because it's part of this, you know, as we said, Tusk. So if you look at the affiliations, Tusk is listed. It's a an abbreviation, an acronym for Traders Union 
of the five circles of Cosmerium. So, you know, this is the merchant organization. They're responsible for all of the trade that happens in this universe. And to your point, Stephen, you know, in Valkatar, there are these different, you know, levels. Level five is known as the grave. And, you know, in the middle of the grave is, well, that's what it is in the middle of the grave is that, that fighting ring and all the cells that surround it. That's what's called the grave ring. So that's where this other affiliation gets its name. And, you know, I love Travis earlier, you talked about guardians of the galaxy. I love any kind of story like that. That's got a plucky group of misfit type characters. And if you look at the grave ring characters from this story, very mismatched, different races, but that, that foursome together just is so cool looking. It is. Oh yeah. Can I can I tell you guys a secret? Yeah. <laughs> I, I go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah. You want me to say your secret? Yeah, go ahead. You didn't listen to any of that stuff, did you? I don't even care about any of that. <laughs> When you watched the reveal, you fast-forwarded, didn't you? Just to the reveals, uh, didn't you? No, I, I did a I did a pretty good job watching because I, I really was interested in, in the stuff that you guys were talking about. Um, as far as more like the character design stuff, and so I didn't I didn't fast-forward through that stuff. Um, I I just the story it's so weird for me because I know how much people love the story. You you both are great examples. You love the story, you know, and obviously somebody is loving writing it. Okay, but I that means nothing to me. Like I could care less. I'm like, yeah, that guy's gonna look good over there, and I'm gonna have him in that pose for a while, and then I'm gonna have Steve come over, and I'm gonna have that change that pose, and that one right there might be one of the coolest. No, that one's one of the coolest toys ever made. Uh, I like I the story never has met. now I when I will say that could change is obviously like through the game and you know through those other components but if it's just the you know the bios that I read on the those that for some reason has never really done anything for me with that said when I read a bio that Jeremy makes for me on a figure and I read it and I'm like, that kind of sounds like me, but it's also tied into that character. I'm like, that's super fun. Am I just superficial? What is going on here? I, <laughs> I think you're just dumb. <laughs> no imagination, just dumb. Well, the first thing that I thought about with that little rant you just went on, Travis was, how you didn't want to watch Clone Wars for years. And as soon as you started, literally every like third post out of your mouth for, for weeks was about Clone Wars and how much you loved it. You talked about it tonight. You made it a point to mention that you just finished Clone Wars. Hey, if there's anybody listening and you haven't watched Clone Wars, I recommend it. <laughs> so, you're saying that you don't care about the story, but I predict that Cosmic Legions is going to be a massive success. 
And at some point, there will be a media tie-in, whether yeah. it's a comic or a movie or a cartoon or a game or something. And we are going to be doing Legion's cast, and you're going to be like, oh, my God, how come no one told me how good this story was? <laughs> it's so rich. I love the way they did this fighting ring and, and the, the traders union where they're like merchants. And you're going to say that, and Steven and I are going to be here, and we're going to go, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Sounds about right. Yep. Oh, wow. That was my Travis impression. I was really animated. Yeah. You did a good job. You looked like an orangutan. (laughs) I did. (laughs) You can't see it. This is not a video cast. You couldn't see me waving my arms around, but I was. I was. I can't wait till I get to. I can't wait till I get to hug you in like a month, dude. Oh, dude! Two months. I, literally, it's like eight weeks away, and we are all gonna be in the same place. Oh. It is. I mean, let's just hope that like a bomb doesn't go off in. New, well, I was gonna say, let's just hope a bomb doesn't go off in New Jersey because the horsemen are gonna lose all their customers. But let's be honest, they're there too. They probably won't right. care because they'll be in the bomb as well. So, I. I, are you guys ready for this? This obviously, this group is already scary enough. But are you ready for what I think could be a a very well attended show? Um, that is one of my biggest concerns. Is we don't really know what to expect. You know, um, I put out a poll on the Cabal, and admittedly. The Cabal is just a slice of the amount of Mythic Legions fans that are out there or Legions fans that are out there. And there's a fair amount of people even on the Cabal that don't read. So they're not going to look at that and and actually quote. Um, But, you know, we didn't have an overwhelming amount of people on that poll that said that they were coming. So it's hard to really know what to expect. But that is... That is one of the concerns. Uh, you know, I just did the floor plan. By the way, we're talking about Legion's Con. I don't think we actually said that before we yeah. got into it. Um, I just did the floor plan for Legion's Con last week, um, looking at everyone, like all of the exhibitors and vendors that are going to be there and how they're going to be laid out was amazing. Um, when people walk in that door, the first table they're going to see is you guys. Oh, man. One, right there, man. As soon as they walk in, I said, you know what? I'm just going to hit him hard right out of the gate. Dang. So I'm just going to be what sitting there. Guys? I'm going to be sitting there drinking my drink in my hot tub. And yep. Steve, Steve will be sitting there with a bunch of little heads in front of him. Shirt buttoned up. <laughs> Collared shirt buttoned up. It's getting oh. perfect. Oh, I can't wait. I can't either. I, I, I mean, the whole weekend is going to be absolutely amazing. Um, I am nervous. I am nervous about, because I want everyone to have a great time. That's, you know, I, I want everyone to be safe. That's my number one priority. Um, number two is I want everyone to have a great time. I want, because our goal, guys, is that next year, this is not, side by side with ToyCon. Our goal is that next year Legion Con is its own 
unique thing, two full days, lots of programming. Um, I want everyone who comes this year to say there's no possible way I can miss this next year because this was amazing. And I want everyone who misses it to be like, one way or another, I've got to get out to Wayne, New Jersey next year because this thing was just, it just looked amazing. It looked so, so, so much fun. Um, but to do that, you know, we've got to make sure that we can get people in uh, efficiently, that they have a good time. We've got a plan for it, but you can only, you know, you can only plan for what you expect and you never know what to expect. So, oh, Jeremy, yeah. what's the dates on this? So, November 14th, Sunday, November 14th is the full, that is Legion's Con exhibit day. Um, it's kind of a little weird because... ToyCon New Jersey, which is a kind of a sister show to Legion's Con, that happens in the same building. That happens on Saturday, November 13th, and Sunday, November 14th. However, the actual Legion's Con show, that is just on the Sunday. So what's going to happen is, obviously, people that are coming to the area, a lot of people like yourselves that are traveling in, they're going to get there before Sunday anyway. So Saturday is going to be an opportunity for fans and, you know, people like us to hang out and mingle. Because when you're at the show, if I have a booth at the show, I'm working. I got to be behind the table the entire time. You know, if if you guys are across the room from me, I don't get a chance to see you guys because we're too far away from each other. Now, that being said, I'm right next to you guys because I sit at the tables and obviously I had to be in, you know, the cool guy row with you guys. You're going to regret it. (laughs) You're going to regret it. I did separate. It's you guys, then it's a meal, then it's me. So I have... You have a buffer. I have my my, my Swedish enforcer between you guys and me in case things get dirty. Uh, He's going to spend a week with us prior. He will be so corrupted. (laughs) By the time... For one, he might come in there crying. I don't know, but... One of the two things, he'll either come in crying... And wanting to go home, or he will never go back to Sweden. <laughs> you know the other one of my worries, guys? I'm going to have my 17-year-old son with me. <laughs> what are you worried about? You. <laughs> Definitively, Travis Bowles. That is what I'm worried about. We are going to have so much fun. It's, legit, it's a legitimate concern, Jeremy. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think it's going to be great. Um, so that Saturday, you know, go to ToyCon. You don't have to be there for first thing. Go to ToyCon. It's a super cool show on its own. Check that out. Mingle. I am hoping to set up a little spot at ToyCon on Saturday just to do some interviews and to do some broadcasting. Um, Steven, I know you said you're going to have some equipment with you, so I'm sure we can coordinate on that to do some broadcasting because um, there are a lot of people that can't travel just because of physical distance or, you know, I mean, legitimately they're worried about, you know, COVID and stuff, and this is just not the year to do that for them. So I do want to, as much as possible, broadcast some content for them from the show. Perfect. And where is it at? Did we say that? It is uh, in Wayne, New Jersey. Um, all the information you can find online at legionscon.com. Um, all of the guest list is there. All of the information on the show. At this point, we're not pre-selling tickets. Um, I 
don't think we're going to. I think it's just going to be at the door that you're going to be able to get in. Um, but all the guests were totally sold out. We actually, we actually stopped doing tables. We did a few, a few less tables than we initially expected to because we wanted to space things out a little bit more. Um, we already had such a good group that we were like, you know what, let's take the extra space. Let's knock out a handful of tables, take the extra space so we can get that for attendees to get them in quicker. Um, but there's still some cool stuff. There's still some surprises that we haven't announced yet. Um, unfortunately, we did plan to do panel discussions. I think we're going to have to drop the panel discussions just because the idea of putting a bunch of people shoulder to shoulder in a room together doesn't seem appropriate at this stage. But if next year we do get to expand into our own thing, that's something we can certainly look forward to adding back into the show then. Perfect. So excited. Well, yeah, and there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of stuff there. A lot of vendors, you know, <laughs> customizers with stuff to sell, 3D printers, obviously Four Horsemen Studios. There's this is gonna be the 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 mecca for all things legions. You know, we're talking about cosmic tonight, cosmic, mythic, and beyond. It's gonna be amazing. Oh, so excited. It's gonna be great. Well, I think that's a good uh good spot to end. I think we've uh we've explored this pretty well um there's going to be a lot more to talk about as things get revealed uh like jeremy says more story stuff and 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 heck you know we still got mythic legions to talk about too here so um and we're and we're still unlocking stuff that's going to come with this wave yeah yeah what do you guys what do you guys think of that that was something that we had talked about you know obviously mythic was a kickstarter to begin with and that sense of revealing new new things um obviously that was such a fun part of kickstarter and you know eric said that look we're not going to be unlocking new figures and stuff these are going to be little things that you know are just fun add-ons but are you guys enjoying that little kind of power meter type thing that we're doing here i think it's cool when i see the reveals i mean i'll I'll be honest i'm not I'm not checking the meter all the time, but when, when something is unlocked and I see it on the cabal or wherever, I'm like, Oh, cool. You know, it definitely is a little, you know, um, uh, it's, a, it's, it's just a little something to, to kind of keep you involved. I think it's I, doing what it's intended to do. I I am a huge, uh, fan of, um, trains and I, see this as quite the hype train and it just keeps going and to me that's just another great smart little way hey you keep people interested you keep adding things you get the kickstarter feel i think it's cool like i said i'm a big fan of trains like you should see his you should see his setup he's got some trains. <laughs> Lionel. It's got cabooses. It's got tenders. Engines. And he loves to slay a set of tracks. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us on this chapter of Legion's Cast. We will uh, we'll be back in probably a couple weeks. That's That's been the schedule we've been keeping. And I'm pretty proud of us, Jeremy. Me and you have been, been doing that pretty well. 
Uh, I know we've been we've been really trucking trucking along here, and uh, nice to have Travis though. It was nice to have a you know a trio, a little three musketeer action going on here. I love having Travis, and I, I hope he's around a little more because I think he laughed a little more when he's here. So, um, all right, everybody, we'll see you soon, and uh, until then, we'll see you around uh, Mythos Cosmerium. Someday we'll be around Cosmopolitan. That'll be down the road. Bye now.